All right, uh, here we go again at exactly 27 minutes to 7 o'clock on your best mix of music 9.4, Capital FM. How are you doing? How is this evening? Welcome once again to the Legal Insider, a show that we do every Thursday, 6.30 to 7.30. And uh, yeah, with my um, my lawyer, my colleague, my celebrity lawyer, Nick Ndeda. And of course, uh, again, Nick uh, stuck somewhere, of course, with his legal work, which we absolutely understand. But however, is one thing that we say to one another is that the show must go on. And we've had many, many guests who are coming in to talk about various uh, issues that actually affect Kenyans. And uh, thank you so much, Mutuku, coming in last week and the week after, before. And Nick Ndeda before he actually gracefully disappeared. Thank you. <laughs> but it's all right. Of course, Mutuku coming in again and uh, giving us a guest. Now, this one is going to be another one. And I hope you'll tune in and actually enjoy it. But you can write to us any topic that you want to ask our guest today. Uh, 0701-98494. Hashtag quick one. Hashtag quick one. Wakili. He's actually a human rights lawyer been practicing for eight years also with amnesty international and of course he has an NGO which he will talk about at some point uh, an amazing guy his name is robbie chacha robbie welcome to capital fm thank you very much Charles. now robbie who is robbie uh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously welcome by the way welcome but who, who is who is robbie chacha thank you very much uh, robbie chacha is a kenyan yeah. the son of two amazing parents and um amazing people who i really love and treasure nice nice um i'm an advocate of the high court of kenya mm-hmm. i'm an advocate advocate of the high court of kenya yes correct um i practice human rights and public policy mm-hmm. um that's where my passion is in okay. um, working with communities mm-hmm. um coming up with strategies communities when they're affected or harmed mm-hmm. by you know the bad people out okay there. Yeah, so that has been my work for the last eight years, and I really enjoy doing it. Okay, fantastic. Uh, but is it something that we, in your formative years is something that you actually looked at and decided this is exactly what I want to do? Maybe you wanted to be an architect, <laughs> like you do, or a pilot, or something else. Uh, just your journey, briefly. Um, yeah, so because it's an aspirational show, because yes. there are people who actually are doing law, and they want to get something out of you, probably mm. they can relate to. Mm. Yeah. So... I think it happened by accident, to be honest. Right. Um, so when I was in law school, I wanted to be a criminal. Oh, you also went to law school? Yeah. Right. So when I was in this, we just have choppies <laughs> in this show. <laughs> Good one, bro. Good one. Yeah. So uh-huh. when I was in uh, law school at Moy University, I wanted to be a criminal law lawyer. Um, oh. And then towards the end of my um, uh, LL, like my LLB degree. Uh, LLB. What is um, LLB? LLB is um, the law degree. So okay. Um, okay. It's yes. a Latin for a very long thing. Um, legum, lexum, something. Bachelac Cross. Okay, <laughs> this is ready. Let's keep it simple. So, towards the end of my finishing the degree, mm. Amnesty International Kenya um, advertised for a volunteer position. So, I thought it would be one of those, you know, go work over the weekend and that's it. Okay. Um, but then it became like a full time thing. So, I was there for about um, two years of, oh, of my career um, before now going into development, um, international development finance, which is where I work now. International development finance. Yes. I will write that one down, please, if you don't <laughs> buy <laughs> development finance. But yes, but uh, human rights, mm. I mean, an overview just about human rights. Uh, mm. What does it actually entail? So, Because I've got a co- couple of questions here, yeah. which maybe uh, just to ask you, uh, some of the questions that people have asked about human rights, mm. about uh, the issue of dignity of for all human beings mm-hmm. and to what level. Mm. Uh, how can we protect people from political leaders? That mm. one is quite big. Uh, we are born without asking for it. So, what? Why are we entitled to it? Mm. 
So um, I'll try to go back to when this happened. Please. So in 1948, there's what's called the Universal oh, uh, Declaration of yes. Human Rights. After the... Right. Um, after the, the world, the wars. world wars, the yes. second world war. After the second world war, yes. Um, and I think it became important to um, to put the place of the human while everything is happening. So it's of it's of course something to protect us mm-hmm. from you know bad mannered people. So yes. governments, yeah. uh, private companies and institutions, or even bad people who you know don't want to act right, like Adolf Hitler. Yes. At that time. So yeah. so that's where it started from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, um, to bring it to the Kenyan context, within mm-hmm. the Constitution of Kenya, we have what's called the Bill of Rights, which um, kind of documents what um, what rights we have mm-hmm. by, by virtue of being human beings. Okay. So it doesn't need me to be a particular tribe or race or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so human rights are for all of us mm-hmm. um, and all of us should be able to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. All of us should be able to demand for them mm-hmm. from um, the government mm-hmm. who is the you know duty bearer to give us these rights. For mm-hmm. example, housing, water, um, food, mm-hmm. um, and ensuring that you know we're living well, right? Yes. So that's the basis of human Which rights. Which is never the case. Yes. Has, it so has this happened? Anyway, keep going, sorry. Um, <laughs> in most instances, <laughs> yeah. in most instances, the demands of like politics and other things um, kind of run that, okay. which is why you have a lot of people, um, for example, taking part in Article 37, which is the right to protest, picket, Pro- yeah, and, yes, and demand yeah. for, for their rights. So mm-hmm. you see that a lot in town, mm-hmm. um, which is a right that I also personally enjoy. So well, I enjoy going do. to protest and oh, you know, do. expressing. Okay, you give yeah. us examples later. <laughs> yeah, when you were by tear gas. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, keep going. Sorry, sir. So, um, I don't know where was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rights for human beings. Everybody yes. deserves. So them. everyone yeah. deserves them yeah. and to enjoy to, to them. To pick it and enjoy. Um, and then now peacefully. maybe the part that comes in yeah. um, is that the judiciary is also there to protect us, right? Okay. Um, so so that you have you know the the laws that kind of take us to one place who's like the arbiter for mm-hmm. everyone who's either harmed mm-hmm. or um, feels aggrieved by a particular thing that's happening. Okay, and in this case, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, p- people who are picketing. Yes. Okay, they're picketing. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a law that says you can picket as long as you're doing it uh, yeah. peacefully yes. and uh, responsibly. Mm. I, I mean, for you, what actually computes in your head, and here you are, just right in front of all these mandamano people, and then all of a sudden, a guy at the, at the corner of your eye picks up a stone and he throws it. What do you, what do you, what goes? In, what, what do you feel seriously? I mean, it must be hor- 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 horrific. I mean, yeah, I, I mean that. I mean, you sat with the guys at Uhuru Park. Yes, you told the guys you were picketing, mm-hmm. but we do it slowly. Yeah, let's do it gently. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's you know. Mm-hmm. And then here you are. You've gone through two streets, a third street. There's a riot squad there, very yeah. peaceful. And then these guys, two, three, just pick stones and start throwing at them. Next thing is. The whole thing it's, goes it's to hell in a handbasket. That is very true. So how, um, how, how do you how do you mitigate that now later when you go when you sit down <laughs> to do a report? So I think my experience with protests and shout out to all the activists and human rights defenders Correct, who yeah. go out to the streets Good and stuff, kind yeah. of champion for that. So yeah. shout out to them and um, their efforts don't go in vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the protests I've been in, there's usually a lot of planning that goes into it. Okay. Um, I don't think there's a protest that people have sat down and said that you know we want to destroy property. I I, I wouldn't believe that. You know, there are people who sit and say we want to use this right to protest and picket mm-hmm. to harm other people, right? Mm-hmm. 
but then every time you organize a protest you're in town so sometimes you could have people whose motives are not the same as yours right so mm-hmm. you're in the streets of nairobi mm-hmm. you're probably um demonstrating about uh for example there's a protest happening on saturday um on uh femicide okay this um, so a, yeah, we'll discuss about those, yeah. um so you'll be in jivanji right but yeah. there are other people who are not there for the protest yeah. right so it's it's important to have what we call like marshals mm-hmm. um so protest marshals oh, who okay. kind of um check and make sure that you're going through the path that you communicated with the police okay. um because mm-hmm. there is a requirement to mm-hmm. um inform the police that you'll be picketing mm-hmm. and ask them to provide security mm-hmm. so in most protests the police will come in and mm-hmm. um sort of guide you through your path whichever path you've chosen okay. to do the protest So the marshals kind of help with that but also mm-hmm. everyone being aware and just making sure that you know no one around me is um is doing something contrary to the intention of the protest. Of course, you know we talk about marshals, are there people who you hand pick or do you go through the the security agencies to actually help mitigate certain situations or do you guys actually sit down and hand pick and say we want Charles Kerry from Capital FM to be in charge of that side? <laughs> I mean how do you do it? Take me through the process. Uh, uh here I am. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I need to protest mm. that the price of nyanyas mm. has gone up. Yes. Yeah, and I need to come to your organization. All right. Take me through that journey. So um, I think before you get to the protest bit, um, I'm imagining you've you've done a, li- a bit of campaigning. Of course. Right? So yes. you've, you've oh, probably yeah. you know called the office, you've written letters. So that has to happen first. Yeah, I, I think so. Protest is so usually the, oh, like a... So like It's a real process. So yes, so the, it's a real process, which is why... Pa- a paper trail yes. before now we get into that one. So it doesn't need a paper trail, to be okay, honest, okay. because the right doesn't doesn't require that. Um, oh, right. But oh, right. so that the protest works out, it's important that the other person, you know, knows that, you know, you've been agitated about something yeah. that hasn't been working because there are processes that exist. Um, for example, political processes to kind of engage oh, with your MCA okay. about garbage in your in your hood or This your garbage car. has been there for too long. It's been there for too long, right? <laughs> okay. So you keep asking questions, questions and what not yeah. um so usually protests are kind of like a way to get people to listen right right because in most instances your letters are going unanswered um your phone calls are not being answered you're sending emails or text messages and everything but nothing is happening right so to the said organization that you yes actually. to the said organization that you aggrieved about okay with, right yeah uh but for the protest now um let's say you now want to organize a protest on the garbage in Nyomta mm-hmm. right so the first bit is because a protest would um either interfere with traffic or you know oh, yeah, like kind so of much, affect that yeah. right so it's important to inform the police that um you know we shall be exercising this right um article 37 and this is the route we'll be going to we'll present a petition to this organization about our concerns um the protest should be peaceful because again if it's not peaceful it then breaks the law in that sense right what so um and i so i need to i need to make this clear it's not it's not asking the police for permission to go for the protest it's informing them that's that's oh, what the whoa, law whoa, whoa, whoa. say it again because what comes out <laughs> in the papers yeah. <laughs> it's like these guys didn't ask us no so they didn't ask us the police said no no wakutwambia see tulikuwa kwa station in afa wambiwe wambiwe like it's that just we, informing them that we are doing yes, it because not the, asking for permission because the right does not have a police officer to kind of sign off on it no that right is yours as a kenyan because you know um an understanding of the law that there could be instances that you know you need to raise your voice I love this one. Yeah. I love this one. All right, let's take a short break. All right. <laughs> okay. And uh, when we come back, take me through this journey. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh 
from now now it's it's on now now mm. we're going to have this protest mm-hmm. uh now we're going to inform the cops we are actually doing it mm-hmm. and what transpires in between there what the cops will tell you what you will tell them uh just conversations you don't have to mention names it's just uh, that's a, an overview and then do you talk to the business community that you're coming towards their area mm-hmm. on this certain day mm-hmm. how many are we going to be mm-hmm. and this is what as in just the whole story yes all right all right take a short break right now all right. yes this is robbie charger he's a human rights and pol- public policy is it a lawyer whom uh, i say a lawyer yes yeah lawyer <laughs> amazing amazing learning so much today so you're not supposed to go and tell the cops uh, we want permission no mm-hmm. no 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 yeah. actually go and tell them we are moving this direction yes. on this particular day and then you talk about notice also because you can't wake up yes, tomorrow so, and say so get, uh, by the way this is hold that thought Robbie. Yeah, okay. right, hold that topic okay. right your questions has uh, 0701984 hashtag quick one wakili uh, so yeah, your questions get them in as fast as you can Yeah, it's a legal insider. We're back again, 12 minutes to 7 o'clock on your best mix of music, 90.4 Capital FM. Yep, his name is Robbie Chacher, human rights lawyer, practiced for over eight years, worked for Amnesty International, which we'll talk about at some point. What, what did you experience there? Of course, he's got an NGO, uh, which he will also talk about. We're talking about human rights. What are human rights? And we'll get into that one before we get into other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, human rights... Um, and I'm, I'm just uh, just my notes here, uh, mm. bro. Uh, the five most basic human rights: the right to life and liberty, freedom from slavery and torture, freedom of opinion and expression. Mm-hmm. And then I put there in brackets, how free is free? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the right to work and education, and then uh, whatever without discrimination, which mm-hmm. is another topic altogether. Yes. But uh, as we talk more about this one, let's talk about um, human rights. Human mm. rights and. Uh, and picketing, but I know it's broader than that, which yes. I'd like you to touch. But as I asked you uh, about demonstrations and picketing and human rights, uh, and all the time when you hear about picketing, you, you have all these organizations of human rights coming up and saying, no, the cops were brutal or so-and-so did this. No, it's always sort of sometimes like one-sided. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, where is Robbie Chacha to counter this? <laughs> and say, wait a minute, yeah. bye, you guys, whatever. But take me through a journey, a journey that you personally have actually had to uh, to see through. And at some point, maybe something happened, you were like, oops, that's not what you expected. But take me through this journey. Here you are, you've gone to the cops, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, Kenya Police uh, the Service. Mm. And you tell them, this is what we're doing, not permission. Do you, what do you do? Do you hand them a letter? Yeah, do you go so, to the CEO? Uh-huh. Or what do you do? I like the question, but yeah. I wanted to start by reading please, the please. wording of what the Constitution said. It's not going to be technical. I'd but, like that, um, yeah. Article 37 mm-hmm. on assembly, demonstration, picketing, and petition. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it says every person has the right, peaceably and unarmed, to assemble, to demonstrate, to picket, and to present petitions to public authorities. Right? Correct. So this, this is... This is the process with regard to public authorities. So, for example, the DPP has failed to charge someone who you would expect that, you know, that there'd be a process that's already going on in court. Yeah. Right? Um, so how it works is, of course, you have an issue that you're organizing around, right? Mm-hmm. You're already organized about this is um, what the problem is. This mm-hmm. is what we want out of this campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to 
picket or we want to demonstrate mm-hmm. or protest, mm-hmm. right? So obviously part of protesting is also raising awareness as you go. As you go. Yeah, yeah. As, you, as you walk around because you're also marshalling others to join your yeah. cause or mm-hmm. whatever it is you're mm-hmm. going for. Um, so the law requires that you um, notify the police. Um, I think three days is is it? Oh, three days. Yeah, so three days before you. I thought um, it was about at least. I, think uh, I thought it was about one month. Then at you least can fight them until that. At least three days. So okay. obviously that that would allow them time to, of course, now organize who would which police officers would kind of provide um, security as you you know go through town. Mm-hmm. But also part of what you also list in the letter is which which way you're gonna be using. Right, okay, and that's so that they coordinate traffic um, and and everything along the way. Mm-hmm. But um, this this again sounds like a very perfect scenario, right? So yeah, most times, yeah. <laughs> most times mm. the police will um, say no to it, right? Which, most times, which already is an infringement of right, to be honest. Okay, on, okay most times <coughs> on a scale of one to ten. On a scale of one to ten, most protests you see in Nairobi uh, were not like the police officers didn't agree to them, which is why they end up, you know, um, being problematic. Okay, we are chaotic and yes. all that. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, not, not, not to kind of put the blame on police officers no, exactly, yeah. um, in, in that sense, mm-hmm. but um, when it comes to now people complaining about how much force was being used in protests, yeah. it, it also goes back to the law. How much force should a police officer use um, against someone who's unarmed mm-hmm. um, and is, you know, just protesting and, you know, yelling in tongue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but so so Robbie, when you, when, when three days and you tell them, okay, this is what's happening, do you present them papers, or, or what do you do? No, or it's do just a, it's just a letter o- to o- the OCS. OCS. Yes. Yeah. So if of you, a if particular you, place, if where you're you protesting you in town, hmm. normally the letter would go to Central, Central Police Station. Yes. So you address it to the OCS um, with prior notice and inform. You know, this is the purpose for the mm-hmm. uh, demonstration. Mm-hmm. This is where we'll be presenting our petition because. Part of that right is also to present petitions and demonstrate for something okay. towards a public authority, right? Yeah. So you become clear about you know where you'll be going. We'll be going to Parliament, so we'll deliver this in Parliament, and then we we'll go to the office of the president and probably also end deliver up, uh, another petition, yeah. and then we'll go back and end it at Jivanji, uh, for example. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so that also informs the police uh, to kind of provide security um, as you go through that way, and that provide safety for those who are not part of the protest yeah, and also those who are in the protest. Isn't three days a bit too soon because, I mean, depending on where you'll be picketing because mm. we have <laughs> the business uh, community around, mm. people have their shops, we have hawkers mm. and all these people, that would be, they would be affected. Now that's at least, yeah. at least three days. Now, okay. um, I, I think if you're organizing a proper protest, you'd have to do it way earlier um, so that it also allows for, you know, people to know about, you know, the protest, mm-hmm. to show up, to understand it, yeah. You, Robbie. Yes. You personally, as Robbie, mm. my friend Chacha, you went to the cops and gave them this. Mm-hmm. Now, give us your story. <laughs> it's called Radio Theater of the Mind. <laughs> Create that. <laughs> you don't have to do. Uh, do just what the just bits and pieces. That this is what I experienced. Charles, from here, this is where I went. Uh-huh. Then from here, mm. this is what happened. Then before we go to this place, mm. we were tear gassed. <laughs> The end. <laughs> so I have I have personally not delivered a letter to the police. Yes. Um, I'd be lying if I said I have had the experience firsthand yes. of, of doing that. Yeah. Uh, but I've taken part in protests, especially when I was at Amnesty. Um, I had the chance to work with a lot of human rights defenders, activists, people who I really um, admire and appreciate to this day. Also, oh, it's not a question of isolation. You have uh, other organizations yes. of uh, 
what you do you guys come together yeah so you inform them about there are, there are so many organized groups um shout out to the social justice centers okay. that exist in most um yes. places um i think now it's a national movement mm-hmm. of social justice centers that are you know um, mm-hmm. for example the team that has been running the sabasaba march for our lives so that's the social justice center movement that has been organizing right. on food mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. what not here oh okay fantastic all right now um let's talk about something here uh the biggest challenges mm. to human rights mm-hmm. okay uh right now because there's also uh, some of them uh well i sort of like said to myself what about the future how will it look like because mm-hmm. we're talking about violence of extreme conflicts mm-hmm. uh, and extreme conflicts religious and traditional brainwashing mm. uh poverty global inequality torture uh, of human rights uh, defenders we talk about whistleblowers mm-hmm. insecurity and weak institutions where would you want to get into this one i think i'd put it at weak institutions to be honest okay yeah that's a good um, one because if you don't have institutions yeah nothing gets forced into institutions place. are probably the only thing that will outlive us Correct. um so if we place you know trust kind of in in one person mm-hmm. um the longevity of that you know is is neither here nor there correct um I, i i think having proper institutions and you know the law fortunately provides us institutions already for us right Correct. so the constitution um that we have is probably one of the best in the world if not the best the best yeah uh because for yeah. every right it's kind of created it's created like a mechanism to to kind of um enforce, enforce it, it or at least has tried to okay. now um some of it should be in parliament to do it so of course that also has a different tangent in terms of politics but the law itself kind of makes arrangements to to protect the institutions but it's just bad manners that we don't um get to have institutions that are proper yeah. well meaning yeah. and you know well intent for people yeah uh, and, and somebody actually asked uh, me yesterday to ask you about uh, uh something that happened in this country last year and really really affected many of us and yeah. even the little ones they were talking about it like wow i mean how how did this happen mm. and something that happened down at the coast and mm. we don't want to mention names about is religious and traditional mm. brainwashing i mean how does human rights come into this how do you mitigate this situation when it comes to human rights because that one that one it on another scale on another level you're like how <laughs> how did all these people just wake up one day and go to that forest what is going on here uh, yeah that's a good question and you know placing human rights um because there's there's an element of dignity right Correct. so so even even in a religious aspect mm-hmm. um the law does not go off you know so even in a church sense while you're in church you still have the right to be respected or to be dignified <laughs> the law does not go off yeah and so have, we, have this, <laughs> we have this running joke with Nick Ndada uh-huh. and he says if you have land uh-huh. and you lease it to a church yeah. don't call me because <laughs> <laughs> the law ends there <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a running joke yeah, yeah sorry you're saying brother. yeah so um i think first of all what happened in in, in Chakahola, Chakahola is really sad yeah. um i uh, you know up to up to now my you know my context of what happened Correct. there is yes. very hazy um yes. and yeah. you know hopefully the investigations that are happening and you know the prosecution that's uh, going on right now mm-hmm. will um be able to provide justice to the victims um but or at least make their families feel that exactly you know, but i've not had uh, if any i'm not quite sure mm-hmm. about any human rights organization maybe there's one or two mm-hmm. who have i mean voicing about what is how it has happened at shakahola mm-hmm. and them wanting to actually get in there and actually work with the police and yeah. the various organizations no there've been there several i think haki africa okay. um yeah. has been doing a bit of work on the ground mm-hmm. to um to work with like the victims families and mm-hmm. support them through mm-hmm. uh yeah i think that's the only one i have in mind mm-hmm. uh but 
when it comes to now the deaths, to be honest, it 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 becomes um, in terms of a human rights sense because harm has happened. So right now, what we're thinking about is how do we remediate, you know, what happened so that the the families and this um, the families of these victims feel um, that the law kind of came in to um, to provide justice to, provide to them. Justice, um, yeah. yeah. But but from a human rights point of view, what do you think actually should actually happen? Because uh, reading some of the papers and uh, people are saying it's taking too long, man. Mm. I mean, it's already there. The evidence is there. People are seeing it on TV. Mm. You guys do something now. Now. We want this justice now. Yeah. yeah um, was it today or was it yesterday yeah. when one of when, when he was taken, he was to, taken to whatever? To like a medical. Com- yeah. yeah. And then he was like charged. A mental exam. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, just okay. Uh, I mean, what, what can you do in a situation unf- like this? Unfortunately, yeah. the wheels of justice sometimes move a little slow, slow um, yeah. to be honest. But on, on this, I think now to protect others, um, there should be some kind of regulations to put our churches in check or at least yeah. you know check on what churches are doing mm-hmm. um, so that we don't have cases like this happening elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of the case and the progression of it, I think um, there has been a bit of backlog in the criminal you know, cases, cases side of things. Yeah. But um, from what I see, the cases is compared to other cases it's kind of moving you know quicker and that's probably because of the public limelight um, also the yeah. small court claim uh, which I, I understand also doing the uh, very quickly before we take a short break mm. freedom of opinion and expression mm-hmm. how free is free <laughs> i mean here i am and, and I, I will tell you something wh- uh, what uh, uh, chairman used to say mm. uh, dr chris kirubi yeah. i've put you on that radio because i believe mm. You can do your work, but just know one thing: mm. if I put you on that radio and you start saying your own things, you are by yourself. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you have to check yourself. You know that. Well, how free is free? Because you see all these things that are happening in the newspapers. People just talking. People just expressing their opinions mm. about things, and you're like, how do you put that on the newspaper or on TV? Mm. Can't you see there's something wrong with that? Well, how? When it comes to human rights, somebody feels aggrieved. Mm. How do you come into this one? So uh, I th- I don't know who made the quote, but there's usually you know your um, your rights um, kind of end where my face begins. So kind oh. of do no harm. Oh, your rights end when you know like I shouldn't punch you because <laughs> I have the right to fl- to f- to throw apart. Uh, yeah. you know to throw my hands around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that because you're harming someone else. So even within the right of uh, you know the freedom of expression, um, it is important not to. Um, you know, libel, slander, um, because those are also documented in law. Um, Mm -hmm. So even while you have the right to express yourself, um, that, you know, should be in truth and uh, kind of beliefs and opinion that you you believe are true and do not um, harm, infringe or affect others in, in that way, yeah. All right, fantastic. Hey, this man is sharp. Yeah, we, we, there's an answer for every question. Romy, what's up? That's <laughs> <laughs> Romy Charger, advocate of the High Court, human rights lawyer. Uh, Amnesty International has got an NGO who will talk about shortly. And uh, stand by for that one and more uh, as we take a short break. 0701-9494, hashtag Legal Insider, hashtag Quick One, Wakili. Hey, continues. Good evening. Capital FM. 
It's a legal insider. It continues with me, with Robbie Charcher, ah, human rights lawyer, talking all things human rights. Your questions, get them in as fast as you can, 0701-984-984. Hashtag quick one, Wakili. Right, uh, you were saying something, uh, Wakili. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, there's, oh, there's one here. Mm. And I'd like you to comment about it. It's about uh, what are the core principles of human rights. So I'm just getting into a bit uh, the meaty part of it uh, universal uh, universality mm-hmm. indivis- indivisibility mm-hmm. <laughs> equality non-discrimination participation and ac- accountability mm-hmm. at what point did you feel that our country at some point we failed in one area or another equality non-discrimination participation accountability because i think everywhere all those buzzy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the questions people have been asking: mm. What's going on? Mm. Why be being taxed? Mm-hmm. Why isn't somebody sitting down to talk to me and ask me what exactly are you going through? Mm. What is it that you need to be done for mm. you, Charles? What do, Robbie, what exactly do you need? How many right. children do you have? You know. Uh, then you can sit and have a conversation. Then you can yeah. go back to the job. I know it's part of policy and yes. all that. But so I, I, I think I'll start. I'll start it with the policy side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called the social contracts, which um, is is the contract that we have as citizens to the government that's in place. We have now, a what? We we have a contract as citizens with the government. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called social contract. Social right? contract. Okay. So this social contract, yeah. what what is what it, it verbal or it's written? It's just there. It's because of the so the social contract. If you look at the constitution, it, it sort of says we the people. We of the Kenya. people of Kenya. Kind Thank of you for delegate yes. delegate this Thank you, you know things to these people. Thank you. Um, and while we delegate that, we are also committing to paying taxes, um, to loving our country sometimes, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and you know to to respecting and obey policies that come from that the state government, right? Mm-hmm. But there's an important aspect there that the, that these governments do not work in a vacuum. They should work for people, which then brings in the public participation element. Um, and I think that's uh, from an accountability aspect and participation, mm. we're really failing terribly because uh, most of the things that we see parliamentarians passing um, or policies that are you know happening, taxes that are being uh, meted on us mm-hmm. are not things that we would like we aspire for as Kenyans, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of breaks that social contract in a sense that you're not listening to to us, to, right? yeah, to the people. Yeah. Um, and our members of parliament are also, you know. Um, kind of in their own sort of box politics mm-hmm. kind of leads uh, before like um, people's interests and needs mm-hmm. um, which are goes against what uh, the policies of human rights yes equality yes so equality yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and fairness and uh, silently when you see what these people are doing what, what computes into your head child Robbie when you see these guys doing all these things next thing I understand uh, our salaries are going to be chopped again at the end I of know. February <laughs> 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 like what? Uh, I've been jumped enough, man. Hey. So I, I think most times I get pissed. To be honest, um, I get pissed. Good. But then, so I've, I've been through like a whole um, circus around it. Mm-hmm. There's a time I've, like, I've been like, I'm not going back on Twitter, you know, because me, I'm, I'm, I'm angry. Yeah. I just want to go to Karura and take a walk because Super. this, this politics is stressing. Right? Yeah. So there's that phase, mm-hmm. and then there's a phase where you see your pay slip and you're like, I again, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Then you're back good, to being good. angry. So I feel yeah. like it's a cycle and. Um, Part of it is also, um, which is what I, I really like about Kenyans right now, mm-hmm. is the aspect of like uh, talking amongst each other, organizing, speaking about things. Mm-hmm. Of course, things things kind of happen too fast, so things that were there tomorrow, today are kind of um, old news. So 
a lot of things are happening, so okay. we kind of lose sight of some some mm. things. Yeah. Uh, but I think our politicians should honestly do better in terms of checking the government, which is also part of that. Um, Easier said than done. You know, separation <laughs> of powers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fantastic. Thank you for that one. Um, the essentials of uh, human rights in relation to what you've talked about: mm. uh, freedom of speech, mm-hmm. uh, freedom of worship, freedom from want. And freedom from fear. What is freedom from want? Which one is freedom from want? What is freedom from want? I've not had freedom from want. Yeah, that's essential human rights. Freedom from want. The freedom from want. Ah, that is new. Maybe our listeners can can help can pro- guide pro- us on problem. that one. Yeah, but, but of course, worship that one already yes, we know yes. about. Uh-huh. Uh, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. That one is quite contentious. Yes. In relation to uh, even what one of our one of our lawyers mm. is actually going through with the with the with, with the courts and all that, yeah. Freedom from fear. Freedom from fear. Fear from what? From the human rights perspective. Again, is it an honest answer. It's an honest answer. <laughs> Freedom from fear. Um, I think if you just justified it, fear from what? Um, because I, I, I like there's you know right to life there's um right to dignity mm-hmm. which again links to that you know um if I'm alive I need to live, yeah. live with dignity and yes. be treated with dignity yeah. um I think maybe the one I'd connect to to fear is um the freedom against torture and uh, you know exactly yeah which which could be could be could link to fear right yeah. um which is like a universal thing that no one should mm. be tortured mm-hmm. um, and again breaks my heart for what's happening in um, Gaza right now um, oh my just goodness. in the same in the same oh, connection yeah, uh, yeah 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 I was going to ask you that question about Gaza <laughs> before we take the next break so yeah. for that. also um, for human rights violations mm-hmm. we're just going through them yes just for the sake of the listeners so that they can also do their own homework mm-hmm. mr. Google will be their friend tonight yes uh, discrimination at work so mm-hmm. we're talking about race gender mm-hmm. sexual orientation mm-hmm which actually goes under the right to work. Yes. Then we have the failing to provide maternity leave. Mm-hmm. I've been in a company where uh, two ladies were actually told, what do Yeah. Yeah. When do Zain or Rudy? At a leave, generally. Yes. Yeah. yeah Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Protections uh, uh, from assistance to family. Mm-hmm. Uh, not paying sufficient minimum wage. Mm. As in, you're qualified for that position. Yes. But this guy walks in mm. uh, and he's, he earns more than you. Mm-hmm. And when you go there, you're told, where Rudy Kurumenda. Yeah, that's a labor I'm, 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 issue. Yeah, yeah, that's a labor issue, yes. which is also under... Yes, the, the under human rights, yeah. yeah. Segregation of students based on disabilities, yeah. rights to education. Yeah. You concur with all that? I, I concur with all those mm-hmm. violations. And, and so the, we, when you go back to talking about how human rights are yeah. indivisible, uh, ah, I like so, that so what it means is... Mm. Um, you can't be told that you as Charles will give you dignity and uh, right to housing. But... Tutakunyima, um, you know, <laughs> another right, right? Yeah. So when when you say that human rights are indivisible, it means that they come to you as a package, right? So so you should be enjoying all these rights because you're a human being, but then the law also has instances where those rights can be limited. So for example, when you're arrested um, okay. for doing some for doing something, mm-hmm. or you know, um, in the suspicion of doing something, um, that's a limitation of your right to movement. Right, but mm-hmm. it is within the law that um, rights can be limited only where they're reasonable to the extent of being reasonable. Okay, and to any right-thinking person, mm-hmm. they'd be okay with that right being limited. So oh. that's kind of so Article Twenty Four kind of provides like instances when you know your rights can be 
you know limited in a way mm-hmm. but <clears throat> even in that limitation you should still be treated with dignity so even if you're arrested uh, you shouldn't be you know harassed or slapped around because that's you know infringing on your right but does that also mean that i have to also to know my rights so that if this guy tries anything yes. i can say section 4 mm-hmm. uh, paragraph 96 according yes. to robi chacha <laughs> you're not supposed to look at me that way in the first place <laughs> or something you know because sometimes yeah, you are, you're being harassed you have yes. nothing to say so fear yeah. checks in so that's very interesting which yeah. is why i founded hakizako um so oh, for those who want to check it out it's yes. called www.hakizako.org Um, and the goal is to educate communities on human rights and kind of everyday justice. So, for example, um, what do you do when you're arrested? So today you've left, you're in Ruaka, you're arrested there and then. Mm-hmm. So what do you do, right? Call, what what rights do I have as an arrested mm-hmm. person? Um, even before I call my lawyer, because mm-hmm. that usually happens so quick. By the time you're taken to the cells, you don't even remember your lawyer's I, I know. I mean, uh, yeah. the last time that happened <laughs> during COVID times, you're walking, next thing you're behind a lorry, mm-hmm. next thing you're inside a cell yeah. w- without a belt and one shoe. <laughs> when did I get here? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so what do anyway, you do in that instance? I mean, so when you're arrested, the the police officer, so again, um, I, when I was in Amnesty, we used to have a, a like, there was a campaign that was called Polisi Ni Binadamu Pia or Polisi Ni Rafiki. Oh, right basically trying to break the the kind of barrier between citizens and police officers. Oh yeah. Um so when you're arrested I think the first thing is to ask for why you're being arrested. And that's important because it, it it's also part of evidence. You know, when I was arrested I was told I was being arrested for um, loitering. For loitering. Yeah. When I'm being taken to court I'm being taken to court for a different petty offense. Thank you very that much. That is not what I was arrested exactly. for. Exactly. So it's important when you're arrested just become like don't, you know, don't attack it or be rash with it um yeah they're human sometimes beings. if you're feeling if you're feeling unsafe about it um police officers have an, a code on their you know uniforms mm-hmm. so you can document that either cram it or send it to a friend because that could also be important in instances where unfortunately you disappear which which are realities that happen people disappear people end up dead um somewhere and the last place they were seen is being arrested right yeah um so being calm is important because um and just have a conversation with them like why am i being arrested where am i being taken to as a police station mm. uh, but you're also entitled to call someone um, what if they t- pick your phone and tell you i tell you utapiga and th- and that's okay so the, the I, i think the the thing that usually works is if if they deny you some of those rights it means they're already infringing so the Thank moment you the moment you present you presented to a court of law yeah. the first thing you do is to say lift up your hand and say judge before you even read my plea I I need to say things that happened before I got here. And you're going to say those things yes. there please. I need <laughs> I really need that. That is what we need. And of course we'll talk about other things. And after you finish that I'll just say something very quickly some of the biggest uh uh human rights issues today and mm-hmm. into the future. The ones that are affecting the world today. Yes. Trafficking workers, mm-hmm. LGBTQ rights and all mm-hmm. that. The big elephants in the room. Mm-hmm. And then we can get into something else and but I like that. I like that. Sorry. Okay, that's Ruby Chacha, an amazing amazing gentleman, human rights lawyer over eight years Amnesty International is talking about his NGO it's called Hakizaku. Tell us more about it. And if you're going through something, he's the guy. He'll give us all the socials. 0701984984 hashtag #quick1 wakili #legal instead. A short break. We'll be back in a moment. FM. 
It's a legal insider. 15 minutes past 7 o'clock right here on your best mix of music, Kaplan Film. Uh, good evening. All right. Uh, human rights lawyer, uh, Robbie Chacha, coming in with another different uh, tangent. And I'm like, okay, fine. Now, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. 0701984984, hashtag quick one, wakili. Or hashtag the legal insider. We'll get into now hockey when mm-hmm. you are arrested and all that and mm-hmm. how does human rights and all that. But very quickly before we, uh, we get into that one, the biggest uh, human rights issues that are happening today, I just name them. We don't have to get into them because that would I take us like uh, five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just put them down as mm-hmm. just doing my research as, yeah. as a radio guy. You're the lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the human trafficking, mm-hmm. uh, refugee crisis, which is mm-hmm. huge in the world, yeah. workers' rights, mm-hmm. uh, gender equality. LGBTQ rights, mm. human rights and technology. I don't mm-hmm. know how that one. I don't know how that one works. Yeah. Nationalism, mm. attacks on journalists and spread of misinformation, as Donald Trump used to say, fake news. Mm. So, what are some of the things that as human rights lawyers that we're looking at is are going to be the biggest things that we're looking at apart from what we already have? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd say the the one on uh, tech, uh, law and tech. Okay. Um, technology is is kind of moving fast. There isn't a lot of um, what do I call it? Like policies around it. Um, some of it is also very new and emerging. It's happening kind of quickly. It is. Yeah. So the question is, how do you um, keep people? How do you protect people's rights in the digital space? That, yeah, that I was just reading somewhere. Thank yes. you for that because there was a time they were saying technology is moving so fast every eight years. Mm-hmm. Then it, it went down very quickly within a short span of about seven years and they said it's about three years. Mm. Now they're saying every other sort of like three months something is happening. Mm. Three months. That's true, yeah. Three months? Yeah. Why? The tech space is, is growing so thoroughly, man. Um, and, wow. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also happy that th- there's a very vibrant, you know, tech policy Correct. legal space in Kenya right okay. now. Yeah. Um, that space is growing. Lawyers are getting into, like, the tech space and kind of informing on policy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of organizations that are doing, you know, education to people on how do you, what are your rights in the digital space. Correct. Things like data protection are happening, mm-hmm. you know, kind of quickly. Um, right now, people questions Awochi when they ask you for an ID when you're getting into a building. You're like, why do you want my my name and and phone number? You know, because um, that's a data protection issue. Right? It is, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <coughs> while they're taking your number, is there is there a protection that this number will be kept for what it is being you know taken for, right? So that's another. Oh, yeah. that's another story. Yeah, and so that you also give, you also provide. Um, like you agree to your data being used in particular ways, which which is an important aspect of like data protection and mm. regulation. Okay, yeah. wow, thank you for that one. The other ones just fall right in around that one. Yeah. Yes. Very quickly about this Gaza uh, issue, mm-hmm. human rights issues, mm-hmm. and I was having an argument with somebody, and uh, I got to a point that he it really got heated. Mm. Just a conversation. And I yeah. said he asked a very tr- uh, tricky question. I said I have answers to that one, but I just on to my just my own. But in a situation like that, I mean, what would, would, would you say? Because I'm looking at the South Africans coming in and saying, uh, you guys, uh, this is genocide, man. What mm. are you doing? And these guys are saying, yeah, I woke up one morning. Big up pe- to, sh- to uh, South Africa, uh, man. Big, yeah, yeah, big up, yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I woke up one morning and you rained 7,000 rockets on me. So what yeah. am I supposed to do? Sit back and say, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So where do you balance that? Because that's crazy. It's, it's uh, So I, I think... so. I usually like to look at facts, right? Mm. What mm. are the facts, right? So probably Hamas is a terrorist group. 
and they did something wrong, okay. right? But does the retaliation and the amount of retaliation that Israel is meting on Gaza amount of retaliation? The amount of retaliation is heavy. TV. You can easily, I mean, te- with technology now, you can zero down on on who those terrorists are and and kind of bring them to book exactly but yeah. going around you know bombing um even you know innocent people children mm-hmm. um is is really crazy and wrong and um i i really support south africa's you know petition to the international court of justice mm-hmm. and i hope they do the right thing because if they don't it means international law is failing um in the in the in the same place it was meant to kind of uh, okay. keep people safe because okay. you're seeing the un security council can't do a thing. Um, the U.S. is vetoing, you mm-hmm. know, decisions, which then calls into question mm-hmm. the framework of the United mm-hmm. Nations. Look, m- me things, Robbie, is that uh, they wanted to this this case actually to come forward, but they had to use a country very far away from the Middle East, <laughs> that is <laughs> South, because our place is a hotbed of so many things. Yeah, and and uh, and I, I, I just me, just my mm-hmm. own opinion. And when mm-hmm. I looked at it, I was like, South Africa actually going through its own apartheid, which mm-hmm. was it was crazy. Actually yes. affected. I'm sure even you remember before mm-hmm. Mandela get, got out, it was just South Africa everywhere, even the music and all. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why South Africa? Why not any kind of country in the, mid- in the Middle East mm-hmm. or, or Europe? Mm-hmm. Why South Africa? I think South Africa, it's a historical thing. Um, so if you go back to... I wanted, um, I wanted you to say that, yeah, historical. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find the year when, you know, um, so after the... After Hitler in Germany, okay, and, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, um, so yeah. there was an agreement by the, um, I think, US and the UK to re- resettle, you know, um, the, Jews the Jews somewhere yeah. else, mm-hmm. right? Um, and of course, this also links to like biblical. So there's also like a biblical element to it of you know history of Jews and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that I'm not gonna go into like the the biblical aspect of it. <laughs> uh, but from but, a political but, but, sense, but somewhere in East, East Africa, they were going to be settled. Yes. So yeah. I, I also had that story. East and Africa. I, I've seen the documents, yes. which is wild. Yeah. Um, so of course they were resettled, but the the idea that was then was like a two state kind of situation where you have your state and we have our state and you know we have our own space and resources mm-hmm. and everything, right? Um, at this time, I think Mandela, I think, was one of the people who stood for like a free Palestine back in the day. Yeah, and I remember. I'm sure I'm sure you've seen a picture of yeah. him donning like the Palestine, Palestine um, the kind of flag. flag. So thinking about it, I think South Africa came into this as kind of a historical remembrance no, and acco- okay. acknowledgement mm-hmm. that at one time <coughs> um palestinians that stood for sense. us yeah and so you know it's kind of our time to um, give back in that sense Correct. but also links to the history of apartheid and everything because it's kind of the same thing that mm-hmm. you're you're simply admonished because of of who you are mm-hmm. and, and kind of where you live which is um very wild it, it's it's wide that thing is right because when yeah. i try to read about it so like unknown you know we get the back uh, to, to the <laughs> end of it because there's a balfour declaration where yes. they sat down and said these guys are suffering mm-hmm. the jews that is yeah so we need them to let's, them, let's, let's help. give them let's yes. help you see yeah so it's it to me it's still muddy waters yeah so and, I and, and whatever. maybe charles the last thing i, I think the, the the irony of all all of all of this is mm. if you remember when ukraine happened you know the oh, whole world bro, yeah. um, you know mobilized around ukraine yes, and there was yeah. a lot of you know conversation yes and then a few months later, you have, um, let's start with even where, was it Sudan? Mm-hmm. Oh, Sudan yes, happens, Sudan, everyone yes, kind of, the media, Sudan. you know, international media kind of gives it like a hush-hush mm-hmm. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then um, Gaza happens and, you know, 
there's been a lot of like silence it's almost like i was watching zelensky, see nothing here nothing. zelensky yesterday watching him talking yeah. and i was like this guy <laughs> why <is> stress <laughs> but anyway uh yeah thanks to human rights organizations doing big things yeah. in those parts of the world just to try and mitigate that situation yeah man and and uh, solidarity with all of them who are working to support you know organizations communities there um and even those who are kind of using poly like the political influence, influence to, yeah to push for things a certain way so yeah. shout out to all of you and uh, even as we speak on this show we're not actually saying this one is better than the other yes no i'll just say i mean flatly what i believe in mm. all of us are falling short of the glory of the lord it doesn't that's matter true. where you're jew or palestine whatever mm. we're all children of the god yes. uh, of, the, of the lord yes. period that's, that's what, true. That, to me that's we're human beings we're human that beings. basis it's, it's important to be kept safe exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I wanted to get into something else and of course uh, this one is another mm-hmm. huge elephant in the room. I know yeah. I'm digressing a bit, mm. but I, I believe also there's a human rights aspect to it. Mm. And uh, I felt you're the right person actually to get into this uh, also and uh, it's about the femicide uh, story that is happening in this country. Mm. Our young girls mm-hmm. especially uh, I mean in those formative years, I'll say formative advisedly, but mm. yes, they're in college are still young with the ages of between 18 and 24 mm-hmm. what's going on from a human rights point of view what is going on why is it this story not being addressed carefully mm-hmm. it's just been bandikwat kwa gazeti mm-hmm. 18 year old yesterday there's somebody I saw in machakos mm-hmm. and it was just a small place you know another lady has been found yes. and i'm like ah i mean i'm a parent myself mm-hmm. i mean i have a girl mm-hmm. i mean she's in that age group you know so that fear also mm-hmm. like hey okay what's going on man Uh, so maybe let's let, let me start with the reporting side of it before we get into like the let's do that. Yes. situation. Mm-hmm. I think the reporting side of it I'll, I'll be honest with you sometimes you know it, it also kind of scares me especially okay. if you're going through Twitter mm-hmm. and then you see you know very gory images mm-hmm. which I think could be very insensitive to the families yeah. of, of that person. Awesome. Um, so I think maybe to ask people to be careful not to you know kind of post some of those um kind of gory information and whatnot mm-hmm. but the other thing with the reporting is um in most instances has blamed the victim and which is wrong oh, and, and yeah. you know shouldn't yeah. be the case it's, right yeah um this young girl was killed right <clears throat> um and she was killed by a man who and and even if we you know we kind of say that women should take care and stay safe they've been being killed in their homes so how much safer should they you know yeah. should they be yeah. right they at yeah. home they with this is a, an intimate partner mm. that you know they probably trusted um and didn't think of that right mm. um <coughs> so blaming the victim i don't think helps the conversation if anything it takes away um the lens from the wrong doer and the problem okay. right so we mm. keep engaging in kind of like mm. the morality which situation yes but the reality is an injustice has been done and um there has been like a consistent um over over the past couple of years there's been a consistent number of cases of women who've been killed by men um sometimes in clear circumstances sometimes in very unclear circumstances mm. and um i i wouldn't want to get into like the kind of cult conversations no, no. oh yeah the fact is, is that that is rampant but the fact is that there. a woman yeah. was killed and, and you know it's wrong and yeah. there has been like a consistent um kind of level to it yeah what, what have you heard from I mean, your colleagues in the human rights organizations uh, when you sit down and discuss about about the femicide issue i don't want you to get into the gory details <laughs> but just an overview just generally what's the feeling going on because um, every other day every other two days you open the papers you're like I can't read this man mm, bad enough mm. yeah i think there there are two parts to it one is um is people's behavior 
first mm -hmm. uh, and then there's how now uh, public authorities kind of deal with these cases mm -hmm. right so from do you think they could they could have done they could do this actually better i think so yeah i, th I think the law is able to kind of could keep people safe, safe um in that way so if it happens in a in a quicker way but in most instances most of the cases that have happened i think there was one by the lady who was killed in Eldoret. yeah the, the gentleman um the the guy who killed um her name is ivy mm -hmm. yes um, so he was sentenced, um, I think, last year, late mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. which is, is great. So if there were more cases of that happening, right. it also kind of um, shies people away from that. Mm -hmm. But the investigation takes a lot of time. But it also gets lost in the victim being, being blamed and kind of thinking through. So why was she there? And, you know, why, yeah, you know, which, doesn't, which mm -hmm. doesn't help doesn't um, at all. With, the, with the narrative. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, and the conversation. So it's important to not victim blame and kind of focus on what the problem is. Um, focus on invo informing other young men about this problem, Correct. right? And mm. teaching others mm. um, about, you know, how to live with women, how to manage your yeah. anger, how yeah. to... Yeah. It's just know. basically the red flags. Yeah. When you see this, we see that, yeah. you know, on Twitter or you whatever, or rather X, <coughs> just, just, just say, oh, <laughs> yeah, mm. walk away. Yeah, right. Take but uh, yes, maybe yes, lastly, yes. I like yeah. the organizing that's going on around it. Mm -hmm. um, so there has been the end femicide ke hashtag that's been. Yeah, going tell us on. about that. Yeah, something is happening. Um, yeah, people are organizing around it. Um, uh, there's a lot of information being provided by organizations such as Usikimia and uh, the feminist um, organization in Kenya, mm -hmm. I think it's called F uh, Feminists in Kenya, mm -hmm. who are organizing the protest on Saturday, which basically is to um, raise awareness around this There's issue. a protest on Saturday. Yes. Tell us about that one. So the protest on Saturday is happening at Jivanji. I'm Jivanji. not part of the organizers. Okay, but you know so I, I, I know where it's happening. Excellent. I also plan to, to show up. Yes. Um, and kind of add my voice to it. Um, so Jivanji, I think in, if you're in Nairobi, mm -hmm. Jivanji at 10. There mm -hmm. are other um, areas in Kenya that mm -hmm. it's happening. So yeah. maybe check out Usikimi's Usikimia. Um, Usikimia. It's an organization called Usikimia that has been working around gender-based violence and um, such like cases. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Robbie, for that one. Okay, very quickly, uh, before, because I, I want to put this segment where I, yeah. I would come in and just comment very quickly. Um, the meeting between the ju uh, judiciary and the president, mm. where project this one? Um, I don't because when the papers are, so papers are saying this, others are saying this, others are saying uh, no. you have done a very good job, Mr. President, by meeting. No, uh, and so then I was reading somewhere people are saying you know, he started talking about the ju judiciary time <laughs> gave gave him that look of Mr. President. What are you trying to do here? Who's talking the truth here? What's going on? So um, I'll go back to the principle of separation of powers. Correct. Which is we have the judiciary, we have the executive, and then we have, we have the, the legislature. legislature. So these three are kind of supposed to work in in some tandem. Uni, in tandem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they are also independent, independent. of each other, okay. right? Now, uh, but then on top of that, there's, there's, there's something called the Judicial Service Commission, okay. which obviously manages um, issues to do with the judiciary. Mm -hmm. The president has a representative, mm -hmm. um, or rather the executive has a representative there. The people have a representative. The Law Society of Kenya mm -hmm. um, has a representative at the JSC. Now, the reason why I don't like the meeting that happened between them is mm -hmm. it goes against the, the, you know, the very reason why the separation of powers. Because... In many instances, the judiciary will be there to check both the legislature and executive. Mm. So once they meet, I honestly start getting scared mm -hmm. about what does this date mean? Okay. Does it mean that now, you know, it's going to be like a, like a happy union, which then limits the ability of the judiciary to hold um, the checks executive. Checks and balances. Yes, checks and balances. That's a big word. Yeah. So um, I, I, I personally um, 
didn't like the the image of that especially mm. after the remarks by the president on the judiciary mm-hmm. and, and whatnot yeah all right thank you so much for that one hey robbie yeah very quickly haki uh-huh. haki zako haki how zako. can how can davis ayega get in touch with you so haki zako we we're on twitter called mm-hmm. at haki zako mm-hmm. um we're on instagram called haki zako 254 mm-hmm. um so you can engage with us but we also just put up a an amazing website mm-hmm. which um i'm hoping to get feedback from people called um www.hakizako.org so you can reach out to us read our information ask us questions yeah. and um yeah let's engage all right thank you so much for that one thank all you right. so much <laughs> ah ruby uh, amazing amazing uh, human rights lawyer so get in touch with him yeah. on your so- his socials amnesty international hakizako and don't forget there's uh, uh we the femicide uh, uh Uh, walk is it a walk a participation yeah the match the match actually yes. is happening this saturday so get yes. on to that one also thank mm. you so much my brother for coming right. thanks a lot definitely no, you're coming back by the way okay but this time <laughs> we will have nick deda uh-huh. advocate of the high court uh-huh. and yeah so you guys will have a banter ah, about very nice. something all very right nice. thank you so uh, much a big shout out to mutua for for reaching out yes to me he this, called so me today was like lot, wait have you spoken to him like no tell him to come <laughs> at six o'clock then we spoke all, all right. right thank you so much yeah karibu sana it continues good evening